The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, can you come pick me up? Yeah, what's wrong? Nothing. Are you sure? Yeah, no, I just need a ride. Ride. Oh my god. So funny. I just want to have fun. Start your engine. <laughs> I'm Benito Skinner. I'm Mary Beth Barone. And this is Ride. 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 Bo is afraid. Fleischman is in trouble. Joan is awful. We need to check on our protagonists. <laughs> okay, we can move on. I'm feeling no, Miguel. I'm feeling no, Miguel. I'm trying to think if there are any other ones. Bridget Jones's diary? I mean, come on. Bridget Jones's diary? <laughs> now I'm scared. <laughs> we do need to check on our protagonists. We do. We need to check in with our friends, too, because they are the protagonists of their own lives. Check on your friends today. I agree. And we need more male comics. More male comedians, please. I'll take two. <laughs> check, please. <laughs> yes. I'm worried about people. As I said to you... <laughs> Conversationally, the last recession we had, we ended up with Tough Mudder. And so I'm just a little bit worried about what this one will bring. And then I'm being told we're not in a recession, but like I feel like we kind of are just based on how everyone's acting. Mm -hmm. Tough Mudder was such a crazy thing because you would work with a very like mild mannered guy in his 20s or 30s at just like any company. Mm -hmm. You He would never speak in a meeting. Yeah. And then one Monday, he would just upload like 10 high res photos to Instagram of him being electrocuted, crawling through mud. And is he good? <laughs> you go, I didn't know you were in the quarter quell this past weekend. I didn't know you went up to Vermont. <laughs> I wish we were the correspondents for Tough Mudder. Oh, my God. Wait, ESPN 8, the Ocho. But it's us two <laughs> and we're covering t the Tough Mudder competition. The Ocho. I never I can, thought we'd say I that. I can see it now. <laughs> there are easier ways to tell me you don't listen to Ride. You don't listen <laughs> it's to Ride. It's to do Tough Mudder. We talked about this at a live show. Tough Mudder, the Venn diagram of ride listeners, people have done Tough Mudder. They, the circles are so, they're so far apart, babe. Not even close. Not they'll even touch. And they'll never touch. We should measure the success of a president not by unemployment, but by the rate of unhoused people. Yeah. Just because you have a job doesn't mean <sighs> you can afford housing. And that's sad to me. And that's a problem. No one can afford houses. Ultimately. There's a housing crisis. Yeah. It's, it's and we have to figure it out on ride. <sighs> That's what season two is going to be all about. Marion Cotillard, the housing crisis. And me naming who my EGOTs were with. I'm feeling no ego. <laughs> I did not expect that to take on like it did, but it does bring me to something pretty crazy. Give it to me, girl. We had our first failed era. This fucking hurts, dude. This really fucking hurts, dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> so... Baronies, let's oh just God. say he shoots his scores for the most part mm -hmm. with eras. When an era happens, Mary Bess on board, Terry's on board, I'm ready to go. And then we share it with you. I test it. I do my test audience, Mary Beth and Terry, and then we take it to mass market, the Baronies. So where to start? I was in Palm Springs with Terry for his birthday I couldn't go because I had a parasite. This is the <gasps> perfect time for me to introduce my parasite. Yeah, we have to talk about her. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. When she's gone. But she's always gone too long. Your parasite. 
my parasite. So I became ill on the day of the Denver show and mm-hmm. the illness just wouldn't go away. I mean, <laughs> we had to do an intermission. We had to do an intermission. And no, I won't go into more detail. <laughs> I love when you say you have a stomach bug and people say, which end? I'm like, do you really want to hear about this? God. Both. Is this something that's going to enhance your day hearing about this? So anyway, I was ill for 10 days. I couldn't go to Palm Springs because I couldn't be in the car for that long. Mm-hmm. And so that was a huge loss. And ultimately, I think my parasite by the transitive property is to blame for this era not taking off. So proceed. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. I miss your parasite. That was an era you were really stuck in my house. I was. And <laughs> I, I want to clarify and specify, I, it was tested by a doctor. I'm not just going out here saying I had one. It's not a theory. It was tested. It's so sad to talk about this era. You know what I mean? Like, it just sucks. Like, it just hurts. So it was the Fayouig era. So instead of saying fuck, you go Fayouig. So it was as simple as that. But I would just be like, oh, Fayouig. And no one really knew how to spell it, which was hard. I wrote it down somewhere, but it's like F-A-E-F-W-O-E-K. Oh, I think what was tough for me to get my head around was the usage. Well, it's not always going to be clear. It's as Nicki Minaj once said, you're not going to get it the first time you listen. But the second no, time you listen, not. you start to get it. And Terry did. I did get you guys to say it a couple of times. I begged you to say it. I didn't want to. <laughs> I begged but you. I, I said, knew, please say I knew we like. wouldn't get on with our day if I didn't. So. No, exactly. And you're all about efficiency. But Terry, he gave me a couple of I know that there's going to be a few people out there that get what I meant. It's just like, instead of saying fuck, you just add a bunch of letters. <laughs> Failing. Yeah, I think for me, just because we can say fuck and we've only been allowed <laughs> to say it for this this first season of Ride, I'm not ready to let that go. But I'm mm-hmm. not saying that this will never work. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that when it was debuted to me in the midst of an illness... Mm-hmm. And I wasn't there when it was first introduced. I just feel like it's going to take me a minute. But the moment, and you know that Fita was not an instant classic. Movie. I know, I know. So that was really hard possible, for you. Kid. Anything's possible, Cad. Well, I do have a new one to debut for you. It started yesterday. We have we're not Whoa. together right now. We are we're in separate places. But you're on the big screen, baby. You're on the big <laughs> yeah. screen. Finally. Thank you, Hollywood. You finally put my friend on the big screen. There's this song by Tate McRae, Tate McCraw, as Terry and I like to call her. And it's called Greedy. It's number one on the charts. And there's this part where she goes, I will want myself. So I started mm-hmm. going around the house going, I will want myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so new era alert, new era alert. It's kind of like you just get all the words lost in your mouth. It's so fun. Terry could not stop. And then you go, baby, song, I will want myself. Can you get me one? <laughs> Come on, baby. I want myself. <laughs> oh, God. That was good. pretty good. Marshall, give it to me, baby. I will want myself. <laughs> I will want myself. Dear Media is probably so scared every time I walk through the office with my five beverages. Good luck spelling that. I will want myself. I, I you know what? We never have to worry about spelling on our own because the Baronis do it for us. I see what's written on the shirts. Gibberish. Gibberish. Gibberish, kid. Well, we we teach Latin. It's not a lost language. No. We're keeping it alive here. Bring it back. Our masses are in Latin. (laughs) At our cults. Right, life.
Hillsong. The big feedback from Ride Live has been that people think we started a cult. And? And? Problem? And trying to figure out how that could be bad. We're flipping Imagine the Senate. Imagine a cult where they only do good stuff. Mm-hmm. First of its kind. We just spread love. We spread love and joy. Although I don't want people using delicious to describe things anymore to me. Oh, I agree. I agree. Don't say that to me if you're not talking about food. If you're talking about food, something being delicious, Terry's cooking, for example. Delicious. Fine. My mom's cooking, for example. Fine. A dessert that you got at <laughs> Donut Plant. Fine. Don't talk to me about shirts being delicious, mm-hmm. lipstick being delicious. No, Shoes that being I delicious. can understand. Lipstick I don't like being it. delicious. I don't like it. <laughs> Stinky. Talk about language. Talk about, and it, this definitely gets into what we're writing for today. But we recently watched the new season of Selling Sunset. We also watched Selling the OC, but we were in a strike, so we didn't want to talk too much about what you shouldn't see, what you should not be seeing, and what you should not be promoting. I have so many takes; it's like actually crazy. But you pointed something out to me, and once I saw it, I could not stop seeing it. They show what they're ordering. <laughs> They show what they're ordering at restaurants. Every single restaurant setup, we get to know the waiter's name, what restaurant they're at, and what they order, which actually Edward pointed out to me because they present these episode formats as if they're just normal. And then sometimes you need a straight British guy to watch and say, why do we know what they order at every single restaurant? No. Okay. I, I wrote some down. I found some. Yeah. Selling the OC, Jarvis ordered a citrus salmon salad. <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't expect anything else from her. Wait, also a huge thing for selling the OC, the final cast member, God. God. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. They Jesus are Christ. They when are Christian. I, I wrote down here, the Southern girl saying her family is conservative, like seeing that on screen was crazy. And so that crazy. girl's not even a, a realtor. No. No. She's like maybe going to get her license. I know maybe. when they bring in like the new people that they're like new cast member alert. That's when I'm like, this feels fake. Don't do that to me. Unless that's how that happens. I mean, I don't know how people join the brokerage, but oh, there was a really good dinner with Mary. Where was it Mary order? and Romaine? Yeah, he ordered like couscous or something. Did he order like lamb? I think he was wearing a Fendi button down. It, to have so many logos in one image. It's such a take on clothing. I'm so obsessed. It, it really dizzying. like it will take your breath away. Kayla and Brandy are at some kind of like club and they bring their boys, both of their sons. Daytime club. And it's so funny to me because their boys, it's kind of like supposed to be a play date. One boy is 14 at least and the <laughs> other's like three years old. So that is like, <laughs> let's have our boys talk. It's like, that's an infant. And that's a teenager. <laughs> like, what the Where's fuck? Where's the common ground we have? <laughs> Literally. Oh, our boys are playing. It's like, wait, no, they're not. One can't talk yet. <laughs> like one, one is, is one one doesn't have object permanence yet, and the other <laughs> is driving a car. Like, sweetie. And then the moms, Brandy orders a spicy margarita. And this is my favorite order of the year. This is it. Lights are shining. Fight like <laughs> um. Kayla orders a Corona. <laughs> Ice cold, baby. No, it's so perfect. But I couldn't stop seeing it. And then once we got to Selling Sunset, I got to see everyone's drink orders. Amanza ordered upwards of 100 spicy margaritas. And this shots. Season. Shots are back in a big shots. way. When someone says, do you want to take a shot? I'm like, you're an insane person. Those are for 18-year-olds. 
I was watching Kardashians last night and they do shots in that too. Yeah. I feel like Kylie loves shots. I don't mean this in any other way than just saying it. Do you get what I mean by that? When I say this, but I think like a lot of people didn't go to college love shots still. Does that come across as like, I'm some kind of like, but it's just like, I took so many in college that now I'm done with it. But I guess if you didn't go to college, shots feel like more a part of culture still. I don't know. Totally agree. Cause you have a finite amount of shots you take in your life. Yeah. So if you don't do it during the four years at uni, totally, it's going to come back later. Cause you're going to have to settle up the tab. Oh, of course. So I'm done. I've done my shots. I did all vodka, burnettes, maple syrup flavor, my Ruben freshman off, year of college, I'm Ruben done. Off, so I guess I guess that is my vodka, statement. I think if you didn't go to college, sometimes shots still feel like a part of the culture still because maybe you're like living that era. And I do think all of our, all the people who are super famous are so young. They're young and they didn't have the campus experience. So yeah. they're having it now. And I think that's fabulous. <sighs> so citrus salmon salads, we've got margaritas. We have Amanda's purse that says, tell the truth, tell which, the truth. I, which I found online. And be it's, honest, be honest. Tell the truth. She, wow, she really came out swinging this season. She said I, that camera is going to be on Miss Girl. Her eye makeup. I love that she's not afraid of a colorful shadow. She is not afraid of anything. There are two eyeshadows in every palette that are for play, just in case you want to experiment. And that's the Amanza area. For Amanza's palettes, those ones, you can see the silver underneath. That's how much they've been used. <laughs> she's, she's hitting pan. Oh my God, she's hitting pan. <laughs> she's hitting pan. Well, they're all hitting pan on the makeup. The makeup really has gone to a whole new level. So yeah, those are kind of my big takeaways. Emma's huge for us. And Emma, the invitation is out there, sweetheart. We would love you to be our first and only guest on Ride. I really, ever. I mean that <laughs> ever. That'll be it. We start and end with you, my darling. I've never seen someone, and I don't watch <laughs> that much reality TV. Same. This is kind of our one thing. This is our one thing, but I've not seen on reality TV a more crass personality, which I relate to and love. I feel like she would fit right in. Totally. But I love how she will make anything sexual. Oh, like yeah. people will say the most innocuous comments. Like someone will just be like, oh, I had eggs for breakfast and we saw them order the eggs. So we know that it's true. Yeah. So someone will tell Emma, oh, I had eggs for breakfast. And she'll be like, you could crack an egg on a hard dick. <laughs> and it's <laughs> like, well, nobody really was like, in that sort of vibe but like I love that you went there no it's so major it's like that friend that does take everything too far which I just it's so it's so fabulous if that ain't us she had one of my favorite lines of the season I cannot stop thinking about it it really so they're all in Cabo Chriselle and Emma have gotten their own place and I really understood Chriselle's drive this season of like work work-life balance like I don't need to you know especially that whole thing that happened with uh, Jason's ex-girlfriend and stuff is like some of the most deranged that was so when she said I'm losing brain cells and she she said you know they're filming this right yeah (laughs) literally and my partner's pronouns are they them I I grabbed I think I grabbed both you and Terry. Yeah, I gasped. Because it was so, oh my God, it was so Took my breath away. It was Fita on camera, which when you see it, it's so obvious. They show up, Emma and Chriselle show up late to a Cabo dinner. And Jason or Brett, you know, I don't know which, they said, thank you for coming to dinner. And Emma says, of course, we would never not come to dinner. We would never not come to dinner. (laughs) Hi, pros. Literally. Think about that for two seconds. Of course, we would never not come to dinner. We would never not come to dinner. And then when you actually see what happens the next day, 
they don't come to dinner. It's so, I mean, it just becomes all that much more powerful. That's Emma playing with us, which she always has done. She knew. That is like, she, that's some Zodiac killer stuff. She's like, just wait on it. She knows a lot. No, she knows everything. She really emerged for me in this season. I like how she's not usually central to the drama, but she's there to back up her girls. And mm-hmm. I think she's a really good friend. And she married Chriselle and G Flip in a denim bikini. So, if, I mean, that's ride. Very you. <laughs> that says right. If someone wants to know what ride is, just look at that. Just look at that. Look at that image of Emma. Also, another really incredible line is, well, if you would have apologized, you would have been on the private jet. If you would have apologized, you would have been on the private jet. A simple apology and you would have been on the private chat. There's one song that stood out to me this season. I demand respect. I demand respect. <laughs> yeah. What I see is what I get. What I want is what I get. I rewound multiple times and I wrote it down. I went, I demand respect. And I, I of course, respect. all caps in my phone. I, we, of course, we would never not come to dinner. <laughs> I think that is a really great place to start when it comes to what we ride for this week. It's kind of the best segue of all time, I'd say. Do you want to tell them what you're writing for, my gorgeous girl? This week, I'm going to be writing for Iconic Line Reads. And I'll be writing for Ms. Heard. You see that? Ms. Heard song lyrics. Let's get into it. Give me, give me more. Give me more. AG1. AG1 is kind of addicted to us. So AG1 can't stop getting ads and we see why. Because we love AG1 and they love us. I mean, what's not to love on both ends of the spectrum? If you're a longtime listener, you might know that we've been drinking AG1 for about as long as I can remember, which is just a couple months because of, I guess, long COVID is affecting everyone's memories. But drinking AG1 daily is amazing because it's a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs, like gut optimization stress management, and immune support. I mean, I sound like a broken record here because I just can't shut up about AG1. I know, and I I feel so good recommending it to the people around me because it makes me feel fabulous. And it has a team of doctors and scientists. Seriously, My favorite people in the world. Kind of our biggest listeners, the demo for Ride. It is tested for 950 contaminants and NSF certified for sport. Certified for sport? Travis tells. <laughs> oh yeah, Travis. Hit it out of the park. It is formulated based on the latest science and maintains high quality standards. Wait, actually, Taylor Swift and Travis should have this. I mean, they're both performing. She's an athlete. So I actually gave some AG1 because when they sent it to our houses, they gave us enough through when our kids go to college. So I gave some to my brother and my brother-in-law and they've started drinking AG1. They always tell me how they feel more energetic. It supports their gut health and they get the nutrients their body craves. And as you know, my brother-in-law, he's an athlete and my brother... He's just big and tall, so. Yeah, he needs his AG1. I love AG1 for the travel packets. I can't stress this enough. Because they're thinking about what the users need. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2. Yeah, I said it. And five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash ride pod. That's drinkag1.com slash ride pod. Check it out. Audio jungle. In our Star Wars universe, RRTZ2 is D3K2. D3K2? D3K2 has a message. We need to take our AG1. One, one. Give me, give me AG1. Wait, where are we going? Who cares? Ride. The Madam Web trailer hit the internet. Trailer starts in 30, 29, 28, 27. I love the pre-trailer. It's announcing an announcement. When they come on, when the stars come on and say, the trailer starts now. I love, you just look down and on YouTube, it literally says 
this movie trailer, official trailer. Right. And I'm like, wait, I love that now is the countdown. And then it's either the two co-stars showing that they have chemistry, which is mm. fabulous, in I my love. opinion. Huge. Or it's just in big block letters, trailer, scene, S- starts, scene, now, now. scene, trailer, starts, now. now. Five, four, three, two, one. one. The trailer you clicked on starts. It's about to start. Ten, Not yet, though, nine, but it's going to start. Seven, six. six. No, I love it. Madam Web trailer read in three, two, two one. one. So there was a line in the Madam Web trailer that sort mm. of swept the globe. It definitely swept the internet. As line reads can do. They can. So if you don't know what a line read is by that term, because I know some people aren't in the industry. Period. God, I forget Sorry, that. I said it. Wait, I forget yeah. that, Kat. And that, because we want to be inclusive. Line reads are basically how a line is delivered. So mm-hmm. it's a choice that an actor makes or is directed to make. Or Emma. Where they just say words or Emma decides to do it. From her subconscious. They, they just say words in a way that really stick with you. Mm-hmm. So a line read that we have talked about before, of course, is I'm your sister. It's what I do. I mean, one of the most famous of all. Uh, and Serena. I gotta, I gotta go. I mean, those Which are she such... had a lot of times to nail that. God, those are big. That's exactly what a line read can be. It's like you take the material... And you make it yours. You make it. You make same. it your own. Press you put your press. stamp on it. You put your own stamp on it. You you see this thing and it says, "I'm your sister. It's what I do." And you say, "No, I'm actually going to give this full Long Island accent. I'm yeah. going to make this very soprano. I'm going to be Tony Soprano in this. I love it. It's so powerful." And you can tell when a set has an environment that's supportive of choices. You can just of tell. Of course. So I think that in the VO voiceover booth for the Madam Web trailer, mm-hmm. there was a decision that was made. <laughs> which is, I'm going to deliver this line like Nathan Fielder is going to explain one of his marketing plans mm-hmm. on Nathan for you. So I don't even know if this is the exact wording, but this is the intonation. This is the emotion. This is how it was delivered. This is the line read. <laughs> and I'll just give it to you because oh, it's actually how I talk. I'm getting I could have given this. I could have given this line. Oh, it's very. Mar- I mean, there are easier. Dakota, we know you're listening, girl. We know you're listening. Crazy we girl. love you. We can't wait to see Madam Webb. So it's voiceover and she goes, he knew my mom from when they were studying spiders in the Amazon right before she died. <laughs> in five, four, three, three two, two, one. The trailer is starting right this very second. <laughs> Madam Webb trailer now. Here now. we go. go. Get feeling so. So obviously, needless to say, we've been talking about this line read for several weeks. Oh, I mean, I requested it. We did a couple live shows in Los Angeles. Wow, those were huge. Wow. I kept requesting you do it because you first read it to me in an airport in Austin, Texas at like 4 a.m. And mm-hmm. I just, you thought, well, you looked at me and you said, have you seen the Madam Web trailer? And I was like, no, not yet. And then we started laughing because we go, trailer starts in. Starts in five. So that... <laughs> And then we watched it together and you go, you have to listen to this line read. And it felt so you to me. And that's when I realized how much we love line reads. Well, can I tell you that I know Dakota looked on Twitter the next day after this came out and she goes, oh, my God. I just went viral. I just went viral. And that's a line read. And that's a huge line read. 
I just went viral. So I've been obsessed with line reads for a long time. There's a lot that are in my head just sort of bouncing around at all times. My love for line reads came at a young age when I watched the movie It Takes Two. Now, I think I've talked about this on Ride. Maybe not. I performed the movie It Takes Two as a one-woman show. I played all the parts. I did it at the Slip Room sold-out show in June of 2019. Every single line in that movie is delivered as an iconic line read. I can hear that. I'll just, here, I'll just do the opening scene for you. It's the bottom of the ninth and the bases are loaded. Guess who the orphans have at bat? That's right. It's the home run queen herself. The belter from the shelter. Miss Amanda Lemon. Didn't I tell you not to play ball in that dress? Oh, come on, Diane. I ain't gonna hurt it. It's time for your interview. Now drop the bat. Let's go. Just let me smash this ball downtown, okay? All right, you got 10 seconds. Otherwise, the game is going to be called on account of bloodshed. Come on, Frankie. I got to go to Staten Island. What about camp? You'll miss the bus. Anyway. What is there to say? Except, of course, we would never not come to dinner. <laughs> we <laughs> Wait, would never not come to dinner. Can you do the kind of love that's like Grand Slam? Doesn't she have kind of like a hit it out of the park? I'm I know. Sister. It's got to be that canny, can't sleep. sleep, reach for the stars, over the fence, World Series kind of stuff, right? I mean, a girl's got to have her standards. Well, I've got mine. And I say, let's blow off these people. So while you were memorizing those ones, I was memorizing Meredith Blake in Nancy Myers' The Parent Trap. Okay, sorry. There's just a few in this that are such a big deal to me that I would say all the time as a kid, which just, you know, gay, gay. Please tell me one of them is I'm number 29. Okay, so that was big. But my favorite one is her little gay friend that goes, ice woman. And she goes, proud of it, babe. And she's in the golf cart. Ice woman. Proud of it, babe. Proud of it, babe. Jesse with the bell. Jesse. Chessie. I'm going to take one large sleeping pill and go to bed. In my opinion, Meredith Blake studied Miss Kensington from It Takes Two for her mm-hmm. delivery yeah. because she is so Miss Kensington coded. Totally. Miss Kensington is, oh, can you give me some of her lines? Because those were huge for me. Yeah. Oh, what an adorable little girl. Yeah. Roger, I'm absolutely smitten. You and I are going to be great friends. I actually need to go watch this. No wonder the woman's dead. She had absolutely no taste. Do you know the, like my favorite line in that movie that my sister and I used to read to each other? It's Kirstie Alley running out of the room and going, I'm taking the Jeep. And they go, it's the camps. That movie also, is so nostalgic. identical strangers? <laughs> Vincenzo. I'm realizing now it's so, it's what I do. It's what it do. I mean, Jenny, it's, it's Taylor Mom's inside your sources, kid. Where's your work cited? We have a huge one in the ride outro. A huge line read. Which one? Cameron Diaz in my best friend's wedding when she's driving her and she's a horrible driver and she goes, oh, my exit. And it's so, that movie has so much. You're never gonna be jello. You're never gonna be You're jello. never gonna be jello. And then when she goes, I never said that. I'm sorry. We settled it. And I would like, it was just, it's just so unfair. Like she's just hysterically crying. Also we're doing karaoke in tears. Another one that I love is from Miss Congeniality when he's Benjamin Bratt, I believe, or Benjamin Pratt. He goes, is this you not arguing? Cause you suck at it. (laughs) 
Always yes, never yeah. That's mine from that. Never yeah. Sir Michael Caine. Always yes, never yeah. There's a line in in Lizzie McGuire in the episode where they go get bras and she goes, I'm an adult now. We are adults now. To the mom. Mm. I actually, that episode breaks my heart, but I do remember that. I know. I remember the line read. They had big themes in that show. They took on big concepts. Blair Waldorf, God, she has so many good lines. It's hard. I would never name a single one because that's just be no. like disrespectful. I rewatched the Sex in the City movie and when Big calls Carrie when she's already at the library mm-hmm. and he's like, where have you been? I've been trying to reach you all night. And she goes, I don't know where my phone is. It's like, whoa. In that, like, she is so panicked. She is so wound up. It's like, get your phone, girl. Girl, answer your flip phone. Wait, get your freaking phone. She loves that. That felt like Sarah Jessica Parker put that in there. Like, I don't know if that feels that Carrie to me. Carrie under duress. I mean, we should talk mm-hmm. about, you broke my heart, Carrie. You broke my heart, Carrie. You broke my heart. Aiden. That's his only line in the show. The only boy we will cite on this, mm-hmm. pretty much. Legally Blonde, huge for line reads. Oh my God. What? Like, it's hard? I mean, I say that every day. 179. 179. <laughs> I say it 179. All the- 179. I love, I'm taking the dog. Dumbass. I mean, all of hers. <laughs> Makes me want a hot dog real bad. <laughs> That's from red, white, and totally blonde. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh, oh my God. My favorite line read of all time. Winona Ryder in Black Swan. Stop. Did you suck his cock? <laughs> so, it's so Emma. That was a great impression. <laughs> oh, it's my favorite one to do. I literally, Terry has me do it all the time. He's like, do Winona. She says something like, did he call you his little princess? Did you suck his cock? What did you do to get him to give you the role? <laughs> she is so good in it. And she's like, she's had a tough night. She's been slinging down Coronas. That Ugh. reminds me of when Tati does the apology to James Charles. And she's talking about her birthday party. He was and about she cock says, and balls and sucking dick. <laughs> sucking dick and cock. He was sucking dick and cock. I love it. That's your video about me. Literally. Your apology. YouTube video saying, I'm done. This is it. I'm done. What did she title that video? I don't even know. I was so invested in that one. That Bye, happened. sister. Wasn't it? Bye, sister. Bye, sister. I mean, talk about a perfect line read. <laughs> Bye, sister. Sometimes I think it's only me that gets line reads stuck in my head. So mm-hmm. I think this is going to be huge for the Baronies. As you know, this podcast is about letting your freak flag fly. We totally. want to know about your iconic line reads that you just can't get out of your head. We could do a whole episode. We could do a series. We could do a season on line reads. We wanted to give you a taste of some of our favorites and Mm -hmm. we open the floor. As always, we want to hear from you. And on that note, it's really incredible because there's always new ones coming. You can always find, and I know I'm missing a few. I mean, Sing to Me Paolo is like, Sing to Me Paolo. That hit me. Lizzie. Just shine like the light from the sun. (laughs) I want to show you something. (laughs) Timothy Chalamet and Wonka, quiet up and listen down. Don't scratch that. Reverse it. Ribbit. He doesn't say ribbit, but we've added our own flair. But what a great line read that was. Wow, he had a lot of fun with that. He had whimsy with that one. I have one final one. Jack Black in The Holiday. It's the only other guy we'll do. Tell me. She was in Santa Monica. I love that one. We I make- just watched The Holiday. <laughs> it's so good. So while she was telling me that, she was in Santa Monica. And then also, Cameron Diaz, when the woman in the market in the London town she goes, somebody's having a party. And Cameron goes, oh, yeah. And has the wine. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. And then she drives back to the house. Yeah, of course, DY. I also love when he like 
plugs in the coffee maker, Jude Law, in the morning. She does like a she full goes, eye roll. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> it's so cute. I love it. I just All think, her mannerisms in that are so freaking cute. They're perfect. Yeah, you exactly. It doesn't even have to be a line read. Sometimes it can just be a movement. Also, very round peg, very square hole. When Kate wins, it finally tells off Jasper. <gasps> My miserable life. L- <laughs> low point. Low point. <laughs> I love it. What a fabulous movie. Nancy Myers, get back to work. Gorgeous. Okay. We can't wait to see what you come up with next. We can't wait. Right. Give us a sibling comedy. Come on, Nancy. Please. You got it in you, girl. Mary Beth, are you on your phone deleting Hinge? Why, yes. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. They don't want to be on your phone anymore. They want to find you love. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. Hinge is great for anyone looking to date with intention. No matter if you're part of the LGBTQIA plus family or not, Hinge helps you find people you actually like. And now Hinge has just launched their new bisexual preferences, empowering bisexual and queer daters to have more control over their dating experience. I love this so much. I just think it's incredible because you get to say what you actually, what you want, what your preferences are. What you want, what you really, really want. What you really, really want. You want to find someone who's right for you in a lot of ways. And in October, Hinge decided to start empowering bi daters with more customization options by launching age and height preference options for daters who select that they are interested in more than one gender. These preferences are only available to daters who select both or all genders as their dating preference when setting up their Hinge profile. So it's pretty cool. It's like you can specify height and age across different genders. So like maybe you're interested in a woman who's older and prefer a man or non-binary person who's taller or shorter than you. Who knows? Now with Hinge's bisexual preferences, you can find who you like and explore your different types more easily. Uh, I'm actually looking for a cougar. Uh, I'm kidding, but if I if I wanted that, I could say that. You know what I mean? If and I thank was goodness. A man. Yeah, it's huge. We all deserve to have more control over our dating experience and go on great dates. You and I have been on some great dates, kid. We have, and some great double dates. So download Hinge and find someone worth deleting the app for. Hinge, download it today, delete it as soon as you find love. Exactly. Which we think will be fast. Like you'll be able, with preferences, you'll be able to do that quickly. Fun out there. Be safe, kids. So I'm out in the audience during Ride Live. And I have been thinking about this obsession, this ride. Sometimes I'm just so connected with my kids. Do you get that? It's like, I'm just right here with them and I know exactly what they're going to say. So sometimes it's really hard with the acoustics in the rooms. I mean, the rooms have been kind of big. So, so and the Veronis are loud. You're so loud. <laughs> loud, baby. You're, You're so, so loud. loud. So I get to this Baroni. We go into the audience and we ask what people ride for. And she said, what I heard at first was Ms. Heard and then something else. And I couldn't hear because it was loud, but I was in mic and I was like, She's saying like Amber Heard, like Ms. Heard, but it was so poetic. What she was saying was misheard song lyrics. And I couldn't even hear it, girl. I could hear her, yeah. but you couldn't because you were you were too close to you were too close to the material. Ms. But you had Heard. said this to me days earlier. You go, I need to ride for misheard song lyrics. Yeah. And then and just like that. One of my kids says it for me. 
I mean, it so really poetic. Beautiful. Whoever said that, please DM me. I mean, this is our ride together, sweetie. We're doing this, you and me, against all odds, us against, against the world. All odds. So I have always loved this. And ever since I was a kid, I think it kind of stems from me being youngest child. I would hear my siblings say things and I wouldn't know what it meant. So then I would just start saying it and usually saying it incorrectly. I use the word eternity incorrectly because I heard it in 101 Dalmatians, delivered, yeah. of course, by... Miss Glenn Anita Close. darling. Anita darling. Sports. I'll be wearing your dog. That's my <laughs> favorite. I love that as a kid. See, it's all it all makes sense. But I used eternity completely wrong. And my mom goes, Do you know what that means? And I was like, No, actually, Mm-mm. I don't, but take the material, make it yours, and make <laughs> yeah. an impact. So one that just immediately pops into my mind, and I cannot wait to hear yours. Everyone has them. There are some that are consistent among people. I mean, it's a shared shared humanity, I would say. There's this song, One Last Time, Ariana Grande. She says, I know I should have fought it. At least I'm being honest. Sorry, you guys. It's time for me to be a little crass. First time on ride. I hear, I know I should have fought it. At At least least I'm I'm being being honest. honest. Which... Actually, makes a lot of sense. And I thought and I that was kind of powerful. I don't know what I don't know what I don't know Yeah. I know I should have fought it. At least I'm being honest. So that one was huge for me. And on that huge. same note, my favorite one as a kid was Sierra. Strut my stuff and yes, I farted. Goodies make <laughs> the obsessed. boys jump on it. Literally, I always hear farted. I swear to God. Strut my stuff and yes, I farted. Goodies make the boys the jump boys on jump it. boys jump on it. A big one from growing up was, hey, ya. Mm, Shake it like a Polaroid picture. Yeah. People would think it was corduroy teacher. Oh. And that wasn't that wasn't my Wait, experience. Wait, they're so wrong, sweetie. Yeah. I, well, look, it was. I remember some radio DJs shake it, talking sh- about sh- it. Shake it like a corduroy t-shirt. I don't hear that. I really don't hear that. I think a super famous one was. I remember when Blank Space first came out, non Taylor's version, and mm-hmm. people heard Starbucks lovers. Kind of love this Starbucks lovers. <laughs> so, and I mean, there are easier ways to tell me you listen to ride. You listen to ride, <laughs> dude. No, it's such an interesting journey with lyrics. And then, of course, like people don't know this, but when we were kids, you had to go to azlyrics.com to really Mm -hmm. see what was being said. And they can be wrong sometimes, too. I think they're just submitted by the fans. So Mm -hmm. we were just sort of left. I mean, are we human or are we dancer? Mm -hmm. Which we still to this day don't know if it's dancer or denser. Brandon Flowers will be happy to get that cleared up at some point. Totally. Are we human? Or are oh, we I'm feeling so amigo. amigo. I mean, Some people hear so amigo on that so amigo. <laughs> Some people hear so amigo. My favorite misheard song lyric is from Nicki Minaj, who I actually got a DM about Bedrock, some history. Apparently, Nicki was so late to the studio that they almost cut her out of the song. But she came and freestyled her verse. And it was like so amazing that they obviously were like, well, that has to be in the song. There is such good folklore surrounding Nicki. Same thing on Monster, apparently when they heard all the rappers heard her verse and Kanye, they were like, we have to take her off. Like, it's too good. She like, shut up. And then he ended up keeping it. That gives me a chill. I think there was like some like, goddamn, she really, because that has to be like the best verse of all time. It has to be. It's just the greatest verse. Queen things. My favorite two Nicki songs are Megatron and Chun-Li. So when I first heard Chun-Li. Clip that, dear media, clip that. (laughs) (laughs) Every time, every time I hear Chun-Li, I hear what I want to hear, which is, Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I've been Storm, X-Men Vince Vaughn. You keep on dialing Nikki, like the, the Prince, Prince song. So to me, I'm like, Vince Vaughn is like banging her line. Yeah. And why? But then I've been told that that's not even, that's not what she says. It's okay. X-Men been formed. But to me, it's Vince Vaughn. This is really insane. I fully thought she said Vince Vaughn. Another amazing line reader is Vince Vaughn. I mean, like every line in Wedding Crashers of and course. pretty much every movie he's ever been in. So I'm like, wow, the, the queen of rap is giving a shout out to the king of line reads. She's giving flowers to Vince Vaughn. I mean, we didn't see <laughs> yeah. this coming, but it makes sense. I mean, he keep on dialing Nikki like the Prince song. <laughs> like the Prince song. Wow. She cleared it up because I was literally, I Googled Vince Vaughn, Nicki Minaj. I'm like, did they hook up or something? And then <laughs> apparently it's really a really common you at mistake. home with your glasses? Did Nikki <laughs> fuck Vince Vaughn? <laughs> I need the lore. <laughs> I'm looking it up hmm. everywhere. I'm looking it up on TikTok. I want to know. Mm -hmm. But apparently it's just, it's just misheard lyric. God, and what a great one at that. Why so is gorgeous. no one ready? Why is, I mean, we can't even talk about that. She looks good. No one would say Giselle Bunchen is the line read from that movie. But to me, what? She looks good. When Art Pop came out, there's this line in Applause where Lady Gaga said, and suddenly the Coons is me. And she's talking about Jeff Coons. But people <gasps> heard cunt. They heard of the Coons is me. So that's just a fun one. I did hear cunt at the first time I heard it. And I went, oh, that's an interesting way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's very art pop of her something I feel strongly about is not shaming people lyrically like if someone has the mm -mm. wrong lyric and they're singing out loud in the car just be supportive like you don't have to make a big stink about it you don't mm -hmm. have to be mean you don't have to like poke fun at them because I think music it's like poetry and you should be able to interpret it however you want I completely agree there's a Lana song a white dress where she says summer and I think the actual lyric is sizzling but I hear sizzler like the restaurant and I just like it. Terry and I like every time it plays, we go Sizzler. It can be fun. It can be communal just to kind of it have, can totally and now be communal. Everybody in Terry's family knows. Like I, I told them about the I know I should have fought it. At, At least, least I'm being, being honest. honest. And I know, and I know, and I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I know it's thinking. One last time. A little fun to fun to finish. I'm feeling so yeah. Let me go. I mean, every era is kind of a line read and it's kind of a misheard song lyric in itself. That's how Ride begins to close in on itself. It's the flat circle. Let's get into Ride or Die. You know what you are, Benny? Hmm. A f it. Your word's not mine. Babe, you're my ride or die. Ride or die. I ride and die by fabulous line reads. I think as someone who loves like doing them, like I love mimicking them and stuff. I think some of my first memories were like doing Jane from Tarzan. Like, a loincloth, oh God, oh dear. Like I would do that for everyone, for my family Stung by stuff. a bee, Scott? <laughs> we haven't even <laughs> talked about the Santa Claus. <laughs> Scott Calvin. Stung by a bee, Scott? There, <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. Christmas Vacation. Juliet Lewis says, he works really hard on it, Grandpa. <laughs> and then the Grandpa <laughs> goes, soda washing machines. <laughs> I think about that all the time. I love it. That movie's so good. Line reads are important because it's truly like an actor prepares, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes I'm sure they're just like freestyling and things just come out in this iconic way, but appreciate the work that goes into delivering those lines, Ked. They got to memorize them, Ked. I mean, come on. Exactly. You know what I really like and I can tell you too is that every time <laughs> the camera's on, you give a different take. 
a different life. Always come with a you bunch of different to. ideas. But we salute our fellow actors and actresses and Emma for taking the material and making it your own. God damn, that's exciting. So do you ride for mine? I mean, misheard song lyrics for me are just such an integral part of growing up and childhood. And another thing I would say is like, don't be so quick to Google it and find out. Sometimes you can just live with with what you want it to be, what you think it is in your heart. I, You know, I just have fun with it. Like, yeah. that's, that's what life's about. The end of the year is coming. I'm really just returning to this idea of joy and not always having to be right. Like, we don't check facts on this podcast for a reason and we don't check lyrics. So as far as we're concerned, Ariana does say, I, I know can't I should have fought it. At least I'm, At being, least I'm honest. being honest. Let me so, see your one, two step. <laughs> <laughs> she says flaunted, by the way. So to me, it's like maybe the pop stars are farting. Yeah, the and girls who are, are we to judge? Maybe they had a parasite. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're trying to let something pass. X-Men Vince Vaughn. <laughs> let us know your favorite line reads. Let us know your favorite misheard song lyrics. And let's just have fun. Oh, my God. My God. Somebody went to the Coldplay concert. Tell me you went yes, to the I Coldplay did. concert you, without telling me you went you to the Coldplay concert. You know what? I, instead of just tagging us because we won't be able to repost all of them, email this is ride one at Gmail with your favorite line reads and your favorite oh, yeah. misheard song lyrics. And maybe we'll post a little dump of the ones that we relate to the most. Also, don't be mad at us if we miss some. Like this is a short pod ultimately, so we can't fit all of them. And like, it's just like when the lights are shining on you and you're looking at your friend on a screen, some slip your mind. But of course, we would never not come to dinner. <laughs> we would never not come to dinner. I would never not ride for misheard song lyrics. I'm excited to hear from the Baroni community. Well, I'm happy your parasite passed, but he was a wild bastard while he was here. And he was a Baroni. He was a Baroni. He was holding on to you for dear life. Everyone watch Selling Sunset, watch Selling the OC. Now more than ever, watch Selling Sunset. God's dead, but he's certainly not dead in Selling the OC. No, God is present. God is omnipresent. That's between me and God. That's what one of them says. And I was like, oh my God, wait, we're bringing God into this? Well, it all comes back to faith. Maddie's up. That's one. Oh, my God. Maddie's no, up. No, say it. Say it. Mommy, don't know. Daddy's getting hot hey. at the party shop. Hey. Doing something so unbelievably <laughs> goddamn holy. <laughs> so unbelievably goddamn holy. Maddie's up. M-A-U-D-Y. And I want myself. I will want myself. Those I don't hear anything. I just hear failing. <laughs> Love you, Cad. Love you, Cad. Oh, my exit. Benny, babe, eyes on the road. Benny, look out! Ride, ride, ride. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.